This is the EPLOG audio experience. Hello and welcome to Hit the Road, India's first podcast for all you cyclists. I'm your host Rohan Thakkar, and it's so great to be back. This is episode number twenty. Thank you for being with us for so long, and we hope we keep on coming with such great episodes week after week. Now, coming to today's episode, we have with us a very special guest straight from Baroda. Her name is Dr. Neha Karnik, and she is a sports physiotherapist who is an Australian Strength and Conditioning Association accredited coach. And not just that, she was also the physio for BCCI's women's cricket team, and she also runs the Exercise uh, Physiotherapy Clinic in Baroda, Gujarat. This week we are going to speak about strength and conditioning for cyclists and runners and also some great tips on cross training and recovery so stay tuned it's going to be a great conversation just a small note uh, since this was a remote conversation which was recorded over the internet there were few network disturbances and we hope it doesn't hinder your experience The content is really good, so please stay tuned for the complete episode. Hello, Neha. Welcome to Hit the Road. Uh, it's so great to have you. So far, we have had uh, coaches, we have had uh, athletes on the show, but it's the first time that we are having a physiotherapist who will be debunking a lot of myths, and we are going to unlearn and le- relearn few things. So it's great to have you. So um, thank you for having me here, and it's great to know that it is this is India's first ever cycling podcast. Honestly, I was not aware, and to to be very honest, I listen to podcasts quite a lot because that's me to get lots of info while I'm traveling or driving, and you know, if something can ever happen. So you don't have to reading a lot of stuff. Hundred percent agree with it. So uh, you are a physiotherapist, and uh, we are cyclists. So you complete us. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> thank you. We, uh, so I wanted to know how did you get into physiotherapy? What was your inspiration? Uh, pursuing it um, honestly i was i was pushed into physiotherapy it was never my first choice um i always wanted to become a veterinary doctor but yes um, uh. my had some different plans <laughs> <laughs> so that's how i ended up uh, in physiotherapy and surprisingly um i enjoyed it the reason being physiotherapy is much more than what we actually see in the things mm-hmm. it's it's a beautiful combination of applied physics and your anatomy and stuff so something that we call as kinesiology and that is something that that um that pulled me towards it you know um so it's it's how your body works how the mechanics of your body working that's quite interesting so you're responsible to bring recovery and gain athlete's strength over a period of time what we see in cycling and running is that people tend to get into such sport after a mm-hmm. later point of yes. time let's say they are right. post their 30s or 40 so uh, right. what are your tips to them or how how do you suggest to for them to approach such demanding sports right so see as a sports physio so i am a sports physio practicing for past 10 years mm-hmm. and also share into more of strength and conditioning because i believe these two aspects go hand in hand yes uh, because your physiotherapy work and your snc work goes together it's incomplete without each other 
So the physio understands more uh, medical intrinsic details of how the body works. At the same time, a SNC coach will help you execute a lot of things through strength, agility, endurance, power, blah blah blah, different different parameters of fitness. Yes. So um, what I do is I'm sort of trying to connect these together so that they, I I can be in a better position to design a better programs. So when it comes to a sports physio, my first job is to prevent the injuries from happening in the first place. Okay, when you are preventing mm. an injury, you are also preventing the time lost due to the recovery. You know, like once you get into recovery mode, you may not be yes. able to train or attend the sessions or do your strength work. So the primary mm. focus is on identifying the aspects or areas that are prone to be injured or prone to an injury or they are. high risk of being injured and work on them in a preventive way so that we don't face an injury which is predictable right so this is this is the first first ever thing that the physios have to do as a part of their sports physio work so now coming to your question where most people get into sport uh, or you know fitness activities in later stages you know somewhere in the 30s or 40s so let me tell you 40s is the new youth so we are all looking forward to uh, get into 40s the the idea is see what happens is by the time we enter our late 30s or early 40s we are professionally settled initially we are very much trying to get a right profession a place and everything and you know uh, have a solid support system for ourselves and establish ourselves So most people I come across who walk into a clinic or into our facility is that take up taken up cycling or running a fitness activity something that they enjoy doing which is good but the other way to look at it is that uh the question number one am I fit enough to start running or am I fit enough to start cycling okay so usually we see people when they come with an injury or something like that you know some niggle injury back pain knee pain sort of thing so that is where we realize okay we haven't trained for a very long time let's work on it now your skill which is your cycling in this case is a skill and it has to be supported by good amount of strength work because they go hand in hand so your strength actually works as a foundation and your building or your structure can be only as strong as your foundation so i help them in building a strong foundation so then they can execute the skills better so uh, i've seen that uh, suppose like most of the people uh, who start hmm. running or cycling is because they have uh, they have reached a critical point where the body just gives up that right. you want to start doing something so running is the first mm-hmm. thing which people usually start right. with so right. is it right yes because they think it's cheap <laughs> because it's a uh, you don't have to invest a lot of money b you can just wear your shoes and just start running yes it's simple yes it's simple it's a great way to begin some sort of activity and you don't have any if you're a couch potato or somebody who's in hmm. office all day long and does not move much it's a good idea to start hmm. running or even walking so that basically gets your body used to an exercise or some hmm. sort of physical activity and basic idea is to get your body used to an increased level of physical activity you know like just basically building yes. up your tolerance levels so exercise tolerance or exercise capacity can be increased but if you if you're being serious about it you know like if you want to improve your timing mm-hmm. or suppose you're just running say 3 kilometers today 
and you aim to go for a ten yes. kilometers, and you are very serious about it. Then we got to look at building up a good foundation. Right. And the way about is is by doing uh, screenings. Okay. So now this is something that we developed over a period of time where they are specific to sports. Mm-hmm. So when I was working for the Indian cricket team. Uh, we would have a specific screening tool uh, uh, for cricketers only because I cannot I cannot uh, compare a cricketer to a swimmer or a cyclist because these are completely different sports. Yes, the demand is different. Demand is different. What they do to your body is different, and the way your body adapts to all these things is hmm. very different. So hmm. you can't really uh, compare apples and oranges, can you? So yes. so we what we came. came about it what we what we've done is basically we've pulled in a series of clinical tests and assessment tools by which means we assess okay. you physically uh it gives us an idea of your posture of your muscular imbalances or if you've had an injury before but it doesn't bother you now or maybe you have something that is positive i can see okay fine i can see an imbalance here or bursitis tight and the other is not and that hmm. probably puts you at a higher risk of developing an injury in your future so we we can pick out those small things hmm. you know which can be improved upon and which do play a major role in your performance can you define few of these yeah. tests that you perform yes so for example cyclist if you see uh, this distance cyclist they usually use a drop handle or a drop bar right so if you look at posture they quite they usually have a slouch posture and they end up having a neck pain over longer rides uh neck and shoulder pain just because they are rest their handles so when we assess these athletes we have to look at the uh, amount of mobility or the movement happening at their shoulder happening at their cervical spine and thoracic spine it also tells us how much of strength they have in their upper back muscles which is a key to a good posture and to have a sustainable um, ride otherwise you end up when when these muscles are weak you end up having a lot of neck pain and the head doesn't hold and then you have to bend down so this is one of the simple things that i see in cyclist another thing i see is most of the cyclist um they have weak glutes and hence the the knee control may not be great and so most of the list who are cycling over endurance events and all that they end up having the knee pain or they end up having a lot of ankle pain so uh, the switch is back in the butt So this is what we come to the okay fine the glute is weak let me have a look at the angle of the knee let me have a look at how their muscles are firing so it gives it basically gives me a blueprint and uh, when we speak about gaining strength like you talked about the common muscles where injury can occur so how do we strengthen that uh, yes can you suggest few exercises by which we can strengthen strengthen it Yeah so I would I would suggest is a get yourself screened by a physio okay who understands the demands of your hmm. sports every sports has demand but if you look at it most cyclists end up having a very weak upper back as i just described okay so i uh, watch youtube i'll just send you give you examples of few exercises these are called iyts and w's these are simple exercises and you can do it lying down on a mat If you are stronger enough, you can start taking smaller dumbbells or resistance bands. I love resistance bands. Mm. They're so well that you can change the force vector of the band, yes. and you can do a lot of exercises. So it's great, and in fact, a lot of my cyclists do carry bands with them when they are traveling for events and all that, so they don't miss out on their exercise. So there's a simple, simple series of exercise called the IYTs and the Ws. 
So uh, these you can find them on YouTube or most of the um, uh, exercise uh, pages on Insta, and they are a very very good resource. They are a very good exercise to start working on those upper back muscles, which also support neck while you are riding. So these for me these would be the key exercise for any cyclist. The IYT exercises, right? IYTs and Ws. IYT. So basically, you are trying to trying to recreate English letter IYT and W with your arms. Oh, that's interesting. So we what we'll do is we'll put the link in the description so that our listeners can uh, try them right. out uh, at their home. Another thing uh, which is very important is that exercises that which we do should be very sustainable and. Overdoing something right. can again lead to a lot of injuries. So how Definitely. do how do we approach Correct. sustainable method to do our workouts or rides? See, uh, the key point in sustainability is that uh, our exercises should be goal oriented and realistic. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, so I cannot expect a newbie to just go into the gym and start squatting seventy eighty kg. I can't. Okay, yes. so the best way to go is start slow. and start with the basics again for i cannot stress enough the importance of building a good and a healthy stronger foundation and your exercises mm-hmm. have five different components and all of them together make a, a better exercise program one is your mobility and flexibility if you look at most of the runners they will be really stiff and tight in their upper body and shoulders and spine So they will be very tight in their hamstrings because you got to pull a lot while you're cycling if you're using cleats so that makes your hamstrings also very yes. stiff and tight uh so following is getting mobility are we are our joints moving enough in all the direction or the are they able to move in the direction they are supposed to am i range of motion so first mm-hmm. thing to target is your mobility second is the flexibility now flexibility is pertaining okay. to the muscles while mobility works on the joints um are my hamstrings um long enough So your muscles are basically like a rubber band, you know. If they are too short, not use it. If they are too tight, yes. and if they are too loose, you still cannot use them. So you need a optimal length. So mobility and flexibility get your body into that optimal zone where you will be able to strengthen effectively and also execute your skill effectively. Next comes your strength. So now, when we take up cycling or running as a hobby, and you know, when we start getting serious about it, we would want to build some strength. So what has our our body is very smart. Yeah. It will it will give in to the demands that you put on it. It will do everything. But our body is also a unit where everybody works like a team. So if one muscle is weak, somebody else is going to do the job, but at an expense. So it's important to strengthen the the mm. core of the body. And by core, I don't just mean your abs. By core, I mean your upper back, your core as in your abs and your glutes, your butt. Now these three are the most important uh, areas yes. of our body, and they build the foundations. Like your upper back builds a foundation for your arms, your core builds a foundation for your back, and your glutes build a foundation mm. for your lower body and back. So starting with exercises that are simple but can be executed most effectively and correctly. When I when I tell my athletes, you know, let us do a good six reps or a good eight reps. Good means as many reps. as i can do in the perfect form okay when we start doing exercises the form or the technique is at most important doing a wrong technique hmm. may actually not give you any results and work against you you may end up with injury so it's very important to employ a right technique 
no matter how less repetitions it gets you so i don't mind kids doing four repetitions instead of 10 but as long as they are able to maintain a correct and a very good form of the exercise so that becomes your strength and you can develop on strength over a period of time then one more That's aspect true. is strength endurance am i able to sustain this exercises strength exercises for a longer period of time because cycling if you look at it it's more or less an endurance sport you don't have like a 10 sprint cycling you do have 1 km but not like 10 meters just yahan se wahan right so we are looking at a sport yeah. that is cyclical in nature repetitive in nature employs the same set of muscles more or less so it's uh, also okay. important to develop endurance of the strength that we have worked on and lastly the power hmm. for those who are doing 120 100 kilometers of sprint cycling that also matters so once you are past the stage of strength endurance yes. we go into power so power is more like explosive work and this is this is for athletes who have already hmm. excelled you know excelled and perfected their basic techniques and stuff like that so to look at strength and fitness as a wholesome approach and not just you know just the part of strength where i go to the gym and lift some weights and the most 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 important part which i cannot stress enough right. is recovery because i see very very less recoveries in athletes like they'll be probably sleeping 4 hours and 5 hours and going for rides so recovery is the time where your body is actually adapting to the stresses that you put on it So the all the adaptations are going to take place when you recover. So it's very important to have good quality recovery. Absolutely, absolutely. So I I, I just want to come back to mobility and flexibility. So right. Uh, talking about cycling specifically, the major requirement is for the lower body. So how do we yes. gain that mobility in joints and the flexibility of muscles? How can we gain that? Right. So mobility, uh, we are looking mainly at the mobility of hip when it comes to cyclists. Yes. Because your hip holds your knee and ankle, the orientation of the hip. Uh, so we in mobility drills, we have a lot of exercises that can actually help you open up the knee joint, uh, hip joint, so that it can function, you know, optimally. Because see, when you look at something like fitness, mobility, flexibility, it's more or less practical, and they need to see it. So I think I can share some links with you on that. Mobility has to be there, you know. It it all everything goes hand in hand. It's like a chain. And speaking about recovery, so like you said, the amount of time mm-hmm. that we are giving ourselves for recovery is very less. So, of course, the time that we have is also right. very limited. And in that limited amount of time, how can we True. optimize our recovery period? So, see, most of us who are cycling uh, and who have taken up cycling in the thirties. uh see we are not completely professional athletes who are being paid to cycle so looking at a very realistic view we have our career we have our offices jobs business studies whatever so we have we are looking at somebody an athlete who is part time athlete and also balancing every bit of it so a good recovery lies in a smarter training plan okay you got to sit with your coach and discuss your training plan and your realistic goals how to achieve that workload management is a key to a good recovery as well yeah so workload management is the amount of miles that you are clocking in when you are cycling at least the kind of workouts you are doing in cycling and on the saddle of the saddle kind of workout so how it ends your training sessions were and in front of that training session what kind of recovery you are getting now recovery does not mean only sleep at night it means good quality nutrition 
hydration, your massage, your active recovery, or you may just want to go to a pool, have a swim, and feel fresh after that. That can be a good form of recovery. Changing your mileage, you know, one week you are on a high mileage, the other week you are on a recovery sort of a mileage where it's low, less intense. That can also be so. Uh, back in cricket, we have a set number of balls and overs that a bowler is supposed to bowl to be in order to be optimally recovered for a match. So, like that, I'm sure cyclists will also have it. Uh, have their parameters how they go about recovery in terms of load management. You are basically clocking your miles. A good recovery also comes from nutritious food. Because what you put in is what you are going to get out of your, you know, performance. So it's very important to have a balanced meal. It may not mean that it has to be a fancy meal. Our Indian food is very much potent to provide us with all the nutrition that is required. So a good quality meal is something that aids your recovery. Hydration, not just water, but good amount of electrolytes. Have fruits, uh, fruits that contain water, you know, like watermelon. And it all is all the natural goodness and uh, fine elements and vitamins that comes with it. So I think a nutrition and hydration are a bigger form of recovery. Wow, that's that's uh, really insightful. Now, uh, talking about recovery, is cross training also helps in recovery? Because if someone is into cycling, definitely, can definitely. running for some time, or if someone is running, can cycling for mm-hmm. some time uh, aid in recovery of right. the muscles? Yes, definitely. I'm a big supporter of cross-training. A, because it breaks the monotony of your sport. So, there are the chances of being burnt out. Uh, you use a different set of muscles for a different activity. And you can also, you know, when you cross-train with some other activity, it may be just to recover and not as a competitive activity. Hmm. So intensities are much lower and it helps you overcome the monotony of your training and helps you recover better. So, okay. I, I'm a big supporter of hydrotherapy or going into a pool or something if you have access to. Uh, again, pool because the medium of your training changes. A lot of people love water, especially mm. with the Indian weather, which is hot. Uh, water be very, yes, very yes. therapeutic. So, most of my runners and cyclists, they get into the pool once in a week where we just relax sometimes. Sometimes we train in water, depending what our sessions are. Uh, and also buoyancy, you know, heavier athletes hmm. can have, uh, can be at a more sort of an advantage because the the weight goes down in water. So that allows hmm. you to do a yes. lot of different things. My cyclists yes, yes. Uh, usually stretch underwater, you know, because it helps them get a better range of movement ah, without any obstruction. That's interesting. Another thing which I have noticed is that there was a time when there were traditional gyms to do your strength training and conditioning. Now, the new kind of gym which have introduced are right. more inclined towards right. free weights and functional training, more towards the uh, cross training aspect. So, what do you suggest? How can one right. approach it if someone wants to right. do these kind of exercises? Uh, everything has its own pros and cons. If you look at very old traditional gyms that we had in India called as hmm. Akhadas, they were, if you read, they were more functional in, in their nature. Then Kendra, yes. where you have, you know, all these machines and a lot of hmm. things, you know, the 90s and the 80s kind of thing. And now getting again back to the basics, which is functional training. 
different kinds of yes. muscles and with so much of um, research happening we can actually pick yes. out which muscle works best in what kind of an exercise or what kind of squats will do you better glute activation or whatever so when supposed to start these exercises it's important to have a good strength coach hmm. who can identify and design a custom made plan for you because your body may be different mine may be different my muscles some in some aspects i may be stronger than you the other aspect you may be stronger than yes. me so you need a coach who can identify these things and build a plan from where you are there is no one size fits all but there is a place where we can all start without hurting ourselves i see a lot of injuries coming in the gym you know i started doing squats and my legs started hurting i did deadlift and my back started hurting so that's where a coach plays role he will identify which is the right exercise for you and how to progress into a more uh, functional version of the same exercise so get yourself a good strength coach who understands your cycling need and will not mm-hmm. make you a bodybuilder so that is very important because uh, the traditional gyms that we have always had where for uh, mm-hmm. building muscle strength then uh, the yes. actual yes. output that a cyclist requires so there are there are yeah there are two aspects to it some people come to the gym for aesthetics you know i want to have muscles that's their only goal fine enough i mean if that's what they want i mean it's not a wrong choice but also at the other end i see a lot of athletes who say i don't want to have bigger biceps i want to have my stronger legs and i want to be able to run faster i don't i don't mind the the smaller size of my muscle i just want more power so obviously the training that goes in changes it's it's totally different so you need a coach who uh, who understands the demands of your sport and then can program accordingly so you being a physiotherapist uh, you might be getting a lot of people who complain about injuries that they have got by cycling or running so what are some of the most common injuries that you have received and what are the causes yeah in cycling i've come across two very common things one is a uh, medial knee pain and a lateral knee pain like the inside and the outside so most of the cyclists i've seen they end up with having a it band um, impingement syndrome which is pain in the outside of your knee and it comes and goes off at a particular angle while you're cycling so somewhere around 30 degrees of your knee flexion sort of thing when we look at this most of these cyclists end up having bike fitting issues where the seat has to be fitted according to their height and size so that is where a coach or uh, your cycling coach plays a role at the same time what we can do as a physio is work on their glutes most of these people who walked into our clinic with it band flexion syndromes in the legs in the knees uh, came with really weak butt muscles the glutes and very poor control of their knee so what is happening is your body is still doing the work as i said before it acts like a, but it is at the expense of others you know it's other muscles that are being overused and the one who supposed to do the job isn't doing its job so what we do is as you i would look at all these imbalances and try and correct them with strength work at the same time the bike fitting will be done by a coach and then we work together towards achieving our goals of getting the athlete pain free and that they should be able to clock good amount of mileage okay okay so weak glutes and itb the common injuries weak glutes yeah weak glutes and weak uh, weak quads will give you itb itb friction syndrome which is which have which in which you find pain at the outside of Got your it. knee while and cycling. also while running also while running yeah. it is said that 
uh it's a myth i don't yeah. <laughs> so that running causes knee injuries so how true is that <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah so the funniest thing i ever heard about people get arthritis from running where it's a myth honestly if you look at uh, evidence in the scientific studies that have been done in people who exercise or run versus those who don't do anything people who did not do anything ended up having arthritis much earlier in their life as compared to those who were running so if you see uh, you should be exercising out there you should be moving you should be cycling running doing whatever you want <laughs> you should be physically so uh, in runners and in cyclists one thing that i see common is weak glutes and yes they end up with a lot of hamstring injuries as well uh, so i have sprint cyclists who end up with yes. having a high hamstring strain and uh, faster runners end up having hamstring injuries you know it's it's very similar you try to go for a very high cadence mm. or longer strides uh, while you are running or very high cadence in cycling so th- this puts you at a risk of having uh, hamstring injuries but then it can be worked upon it can definitely be prevented wonderful that's uh, that's really great to bust all those myths <laughs> through this platform so i i think this all comes because of a uh, lot of mm. lack of awareness times we see even medical practitioners being unaware of a lot of things you know so i i'm i'm fortunate yes. enough that we have a lot of doctors here in baroda who exercise themselves who are who are taking part in ironman cycling swimming marathons so it's it's great to have doctors who are also exercising so that you have first hand experience you know of uh, of exercise and working out like that so it's it's important to true. have our medical fraternity also exercise true 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 i i remember my conversation with mahajan brothers so the reason mm-hmm. why they started doing such extreme activities is because uh, they wanted to become mm-hmm. a role model themselves that they are saving life how can they be a right. so, they are like they are a source of inspiration right. for a lot of people so they need to be fit in order to keep others fit right true i in fact i i i see a doctor who came to us with a torn muscle in the shoulder and he was to, hmm. he was a avid uh, you know he used to go to the gym do lot of push ups and pull ups and everything finally he tore two muscles because he had a fall and everything so the doctor told him i'm not going to operate you you're going to stay with this but there will be a cap on the amount of weight that you're going to be lifting and this swimming mm-hmm. and sport so this guy was upset because uh, he loved he he enjoyed his strength work for him it was his peace of mind okay. you know a uh, place it's it it, mm-hmm. it releases all the happy hormones exercise so he was quite bummed that you know that he can't exercise uh, we worked on him for a while and he could get back to 65 kg of bench press and he was so happy so the idea is to have a right approach towards exercise no amount of injuries should keep you away from doing something so let we got to find ways the correct ways to get back to our activity post injury or a niggle or something you know uh something like that and at 65 that gentleman is trying to perfect his deadlift technique with the cd pipe so i'm happy to see that enthusiasm wow. even in seniors that's really inspiring uh speaking about re- recoveries and injuries so if someone is mm-hmm. had a bad fall or has injured his muscle or tissue how can they right. recover efficiently and get as soon as possible on the road right so first key to a good recovery is to identify the extent of damage whether uh, how the muscle is 
damaged or it's it's only a contusion where you know it's like a bruise some bruises can be really uh, bad you know they can take weeks to heal uh, while some bruises can be quite superficial sometimes we end up having a muscle tear or crushing of the muscle especially in cyclists after a collision or after a fall yes, uh, yes. i know a cyclist who tore almost three muscles out of four from his shoulder and had lot of facial fractures so the key to be is a uh, early detection or the early diagnosis of what is wrong or where the extent of the injury is and then taking a pathway drawing a pathway from there so if there's something that can be managed conservatively then it has to be managed conservatively in a form that fine you cannot do few things but let us keep the training on there is, there is nothing like bed rest for some of the injury because if it's a gross hmm. injury if it's very serious you got to go ahead with what is required you know like a rest hospitalization or whatever but if the nature of injury allows you to train partially you should be doing that within the limitations of an injury suppose as a fracture in their mm-hmm. ankle but still their arms are working their core is working their head is working right so you can work on the other aspects of fitness while ki uh, resting your ankle so that we can take care of the heart rate because your is something that you lose very fast mm. working on your endurance within the limits of an injury yes, is very yes. important okay. working on the strength within the limits of an injury is also vital because then it reduces the kind of gap that you have to fill up after you get back to the sport that's great uh Thank you Neha for joining in. It's really insightful to have you on the show and I hope the listeners got to know a lot of things and they all might have unlearned and relearned few things. So, let's just summarize today's Because see, you know, yeah, because see, physiotherapy and strength and conditioning is such a vast thing that it's honestly impossible to, you know, just put it in a single podcast. <laughs> true, true, true. So, we would love to have you back on the show because there is so much to talk about when it comes to strength and conditioning mm-hmm. recovery uh so we would love to have right. you once again and talk about another topic sometime any parting notes build a strong foundation that is the key word build a strong foundation there is nothing where you can go wrong building a strong foundation Thank you you listeners for staying with us for this complete episode we hope you had a great time and you might have acquired a good amount of knowledge for getting your goals right and working towards increasing your strength for better cycling experience we would keep coming with such great episodes and delivering it on your devices so do subscribe to hit the road on your favorite podcast app we are available everywhere jio savan apple podcast spotify castbox google podcast you name it we are there so make sure you subscribe to hit the road so that you can get notified when we come next and uh, we would keep coming with such great episodes so do share it with your friends so that they also get the great knowledge that we are trying to give it to you and this is india's first podcast for cycling so keep supporting us if you're an apple user there is apple podcast app you can listen to the podcast on apple podcast app and do rate to us and give your comment so that uh, other users can get to know about our podcast and it's always great to know what you feel about our episodes so do write to us do comment us uh, do comment on the episodes uh, you can write to us on instagram at uh, eplog media and you shall hear me next week till then bye bye hit the road that's how you hit your goals नमस्कार 
मैं हूं भावना समाया और आप सुन रहे हो मुझे ईपीलॉग मीडिया पर हमारी मुलाकात हुई थी जब मैंने एक नया पॉडकास्ट शो शुरू किया था और जिसका नाम था मेरी कहानी जिसमें मैंने आपको मेरी कहानी सुनाई थी मेरे करियर की जर्नी बताई थी उसके बाद मैं एक दूसरा शो लेकर आई जिसका नाम था डायरी ऑफ क्लासिकल डांसर्स जिसमें मैंने अलग अलग प्रांतों से और अलग अलग डांस फॉर्म्स के डांसर्स से नायिकाओं से बात की थी अब मैं लेकर आ रही हूँ एक बहुत ही अलग शो जो मेरे हिसाब से भक्ति है एक अर्चना है और जो आपको मैं जन्माष्टमी और गोकुलाष्टमी के दिन देने वाली हूँ ये शो है भगवान कृष्ण के बारे में भगवान कृष्ण को अर्पित भगवान कृष्ण की जिंदगी में जितने भी लोग आते हैं वो सोचते हैं उनका भगवान के साथ एक खास रिश्ता है फिर वो मर्द हो औरत हो बच्चे हो और इस बार हम बात करेंगे सृष्टि के वो आठ अजूबे की जो भगवान कृष्ण के साथ एसोसिएटेड है और जो सब मानते हैं कि उनका भगवान के साथ एक खास रिश्ता है ये जन्माष्टमी और ये गोकुलाष्टमी बहुत ही स्पेशल होने वाली है क्योंकि ये भोग भगवान कृष्ण की ओर से मैं निमित होकर आपको देने वाली हूँ इंतजार कीजिए केशवा और मैग्निफिसेंट ऑब्सेशन का ये मेरी किताब पर आधारित एक पॉडकास्ट शो है जो रेसिटेशन नहीं है एक कम्युनिकेशन है या मैं ये कहूँगी कि ये एक प्रार्थना है